0: Talking with Tim Welch, he's the Director of Public Affairs for the Washington Federation of State Employees. And today, they're having a Day of Action at the State Capitol. Tim, good morning. Good
1: morning, Doug. How are you?
0: Very good, thanks. Tell us a little bit about what Day of Action is. We know who it benefits, the Washington Federation of State Employees. But what's going to happen later today? Well,
1: today, we're really calling it a day where we're we're standing up for Washington. We really have a fight on our hands And uh, we're trying to get uh, contracts for 40,000 state employees and about 20,000 other state employees under other contracts funded by the legislature. And there's really a wide uh, gap between the House and the Senate on how to fund that. It's a part of a larger debate, though, about how to fund education and public services. And we really believe that you can't balance uh, the budget on the backs of state employees
0: or the people that we serve. Well, what's the main problem you might have? Uh, with these entities, just a lack of, like you say, a lack of funding? Well, there's a
1: debate about how to fund what's called the McCleary decision. It affects everybody, whether you go have kids in school, whether you're a teacher or not. But the Supreme Court has said you got to fully fund K-12 education. The legislature is trying to grapple with how to fund that. We believe that there is a way, and the House has a really common-sense approach to raise revenue in a fair way, that will fund K-12 education as well as fund overdue pay raises and health uh, benefit maintenance for state employees to really solve the or address the recruitment and retention problem in state government. We're just losing really good state employees in, in mental health and in children's and in, uh, in safety at the Department of Labor Industries. They're going elsewhere because they're getting paid better in other entities. And the state really needs to address that problem. And these contracts and funding these contracts would help solve that. And then overall we just gotta you gotta protect the safety net. We have we have the folks at Fircrest School who are developmentally disabled citizens, citizens with developmental disabilities, and you have those who are mentally ill, you have abused, neglected children, you have our park system, which is the crown jewel of this state, one of the most visited sites uh, in the the entire country. One park has more visitors than the Grand Canyon. And we really need to preserve that. And so the debate needs about how do we raise revenue to do all of these things uh, and without cutting, Neglected children, those who are homeless, uh, students who are grappling with student debt, the budget should not be balanced on their backs.
0: Now, if anybody wants to argue with this, any of the people with whom you are speaking, Mm -hmm. could their argument be, well, there's no way we can come up with the money?
1: Well, both the Senate has come up with a plan that is really kind of onerous. It's the property tax plan, and and it's really getting a lot of skepticism and and criticism. And the House has a more uh, diverse Menu of how to raise some revenue. You can always tighten your belt, but the 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 the, we have cut and cut and cut to the bone. We're getting into the marrow. Uh, We are jeopardizing public safety. For instance, a group of employees called community corrections officers, sometimes still called probation and parole officers, they have been cut so far that we're really jeopardizing. Uh, keeping an eye on on convicts who are released from prison who are kind of going out and trying in next transitioning out and you keep cutting that and cutting a supervision it just raises all kinds of public safety issues and so you really you can only cut so far and so we think it's time to really think at common sense uh, uh, revenue where everybody pays their fair share and the contracts are a part of that we don't you can't say you raise revenue to to, to fund the contracts but really when you're losing uh, uh, tens of thousands of good state employees to higher paying jobs in the public and private entity, a sector that's not good, that's going to jeopardize certification of our state mental hospitals. It's going to jeopardize the lives of abused and neglected children. It's really going to reduce the quality of our state parks and our state highways and the safety at workplaces. So you really got to address that.
0: But it certainly sounds like anybody, anybody with children would be, would be all for you. Is there any way that we just regularly walking around people who are not state employees, is there any way we can help?
1: Well, today, we've got these more than 150 of these events going on around the state, and there's more than 30 in uh, the Thurston County area. What, a couple of the two major ones are on the East Capitol campus. That's a fancy way of saying it's on Capitol Way across the street from the Capitol and the Fountain there. And we're going to have a big stand-up for Washington event there. The governor is going to speak. The governor's what to time work. is that? That will be at 12 noon on, uh, noon, okay. at, again, Wednesday, uh, today. Uh, that is, the governor has taken a lot of heat. He has negotiated those contracts. He, I think, understands that we have a recruitment and retention problem. We are losing good state employees, and that jeopardizes public safety and the quality of care. The other one in in uh, in, in, in the Tumwater, the famous uh, Mark Twain statue out there on Capitol Way uh, near Israel Road out there. There's a cluster of state bu- buildings out there, and there'll be an event out there. Now, public can certainly show up. We love their support because it's all. About them as well, because if we don't have good state employees on the job. Don't retain them. You're not going to have the good quality to uh, keep your neighborhood safe and, and keep your, uh, you know, your your community uh, a good place to, to to live and raise kids. Now, we'd also like them to call the legislative toll free hotline one eight hundred. Five six two six zero zero zero. Again, one 6000 That's the legislature's toll free hotline. It's there for citizens to, to uh, have a free way to, uh, get a message to legislators. Call your legislators and say, please support uh, the budget as it passed the House. It funds uh, public services. It preserves our safety net, and it
0: uh, funds the contracts for state employees. One eight hundred five six two. 6000 Put that on your fridge, folks. Keep it there. That's good any time, right? That's
1: correct, yeah. It's open uh, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. We don't want to over-dramatize, but the the stakes are very high. We do have a fight on our hands. That's why we're taking this really extraordinary action today.
0: I can't see why there would be a fight. Why would anybody argue with these positions?
1: Well, sometimes it comes down to some politicians view this battle as not a battle about middle-class uh, families, state employees, just trying to get by, trying to pay the rent, trying to, to get their kids a, a, a roof over their head, clothes on their backs, they don't see it as that. They see it as there's this big entity, the union, and they're big and powerful, and we've got to check their power. And really, uh, a union is just a a, a it's just a way for folks to come together to have their voices uh, heard at all at one time, whereas on your own you might not be uh, listened to. And so really, you know, the difference is, you know, the, the house— the, the, the the budget has passed the House. It really it funds all of our our contracts, and we're not asking for the moon. We're asking for six percent spread out and three and yeah, a living over wage
0: two. to pay for everything they do for yeah. everybody.
1: And we're still trying to make up for the the pay cuts and the pay freezes during the Great Recession. And we're starting to get back a little bit, a little bit trying to get back there. And it, importantly, what that what the contracts do and what the House budget does is it funds some special targeted raises for more than 10,000 state employees who are way behind, where there really is a recruitment and retention problem, like folks in mental health and in children's and in public safety. The Senate Republicans on their hand, they just reject it all. They kind of say, you can go back and negotiate, but the terms of of negotiations, you can't negotiate more than this amount or that amount. Uh, And they don't have any any targeted pay raises. It's a very, a very negative budget. But as we say, Uh, We are hoping that this state of action standing up for Washington will force some compromise that turns the dial more towards the House Democratic budget, which is more common sense because in compromise,
0: compromise, that's a good word,
1: compromise, you know, but but sometimes if if folks do not speak out, they're going to lose out. And so it's really a time for um, for state employees, not just as folks trying to eke out a living and eke out uh, getting by day to day, but state employees are also advocates. They are passionate advocates for the people they serve—the kids, the elderly, uh, our 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 infrastructure, our state parks, our environment. They are fierce advocates, and that's what this is about as well. So we really need to stand up for all of that. And again, the bottom line is, it's all tied together. Yes, we got to fund education, but we're not gonna we're not gonna be uh, have a wedge between us and. Those in the education environment, we're all in this together. There is a common sense road to a solution that funds education, raises revenue, preserves our safety net, um, prioritizes public services, and funds our contracts to keep good state employees on the job, to provide those services, and to carry out their role as advocates for the people who really have no voice.
0: Well, Tim, my hope would be that Washington, the state of Washington, can set an example for the rest of the country. When will we know something? When when, when we know the results? It could be a while. The regular session of legislature is due to adjourn
1: this Sunday. It They are not close to compromise. I don't think they have uh, consulted at all. We will very likely go into the summer on this because some of their positions are pretty well um, uh, kind of nailed down. Uh, I would hope that they would get it done in by the middle of June because you get towards the middle of June and you don't have a budget, then... The state, yeah. the governor's bound to send out pink slips to state employees saying, If we do not have a budget by July 1, we're going to have to lay you off, and we're giving you fair warning. We just we've gone through that the last two budget cycles. It is unfair to state employees who are just trying to uh, earn a living for their families and to advocate for those who do not have a voice, and it's really unfair. So, we really do hope that they can. After they'll probably go into a special session or a series of special sessions, but we hope that they get the job done, they compromise and, uh, you know, preserve the safety net, uh, save public uh, services,
0: and fund state employee contracts. Well, you folks on the other end of the speakers keep this number handy, 1-800-562-6000. Tim Welch, Director of Public Affairs for the Washington Federation of State Employees, thank you very much. It's been an education for me, I'm sure, and for a lot of people listening. Thank you, Doug. I'm glad to be on.